I want to start off by saying that I live in a small town with a population of about 2,000 people. I live in a subdivision in the plains that's about 30 minutes away outside of town. Nothing happens here. There's no homeless people, no drug problems, and it's about as old and boring as it gets, other than about a year ago when we had this man kill his own daughter and then himself. It happened right in our town park late at night. But that's not the story I'm telling you about. I do rodeo, and so does my neighbor, who just so happens to be a good friend of mine. A couple of months ago during summer, we had decided to go out for a trail ride on our horses for a night ride. It was really cool out, and it had been hot all day. We got about an hour into our ride, just walking on the dirt roads around the neighborhood when we had heard a man's voice let out a blood-curdling scream. I wish I could say that it was words, but it was simply just the sound of a man screaming at the top of his lungs. I had heard it first, and immediately I had told my friends to stop and listen, and then after a few seconds of silence, it started again. Us being on serious kids and living in such a safe area, we just kind of just joked and said maybe it was someone playing a game with their kids. But then we agreed to stay just in case. And not even 30 seconds later, the man starts screaming yet again. It goes like this off and on every few seconds. And then after about three minutes, my friend says that she thinks that she heard him say, Please, someone help. And then we immediately took this much more seriously. Now, our neighborhood is not some huge ranch-sized property. It's about three to six acres per house, so we definitely weren't the only people hearing this yelling and screaming. We had agreed that it was coming from behind the house that we were standing in front of while we were on the road, but we had both agreed to not just wander into the property for our own safety. My friend's parents are both cops, and we agreed the best bet was to call her mom and then see what she says. We called her after about six minutes of us just standing there, and after about a minute of full silence, her mom instructed us to call 911 and then explain the situation. Whether it was an emergency or not, we couldn't really say, so it was up to them. They asked for the address, and after we gave them all of the information they needed, they told us we could stay and hang around or head home, but that there would be cops there soon to check around. We agreed to head home simply because it was getting dark and we also had horses to feed. After about 35 to 40 minutes on our walk home, we get a call from the cops stating that they went to that home and then nobody answered the front door. They even went to the neighboring houses and everyone was supposedly completely fine in that area. A couple of other people stated that they had also heard the screaming, but that they didn't act or have any involvement with it. We told them that we believed it was coming from behind the home and not inside of it, and they said they would check out the whole property and get back to us. We eventually got home, and we went our separate ways. Once I got inside, my friend had called me and then informed me that the cops had called her back. They had found a man stuck in the gears of his tractor in the back of his property. My friend had asked for more details and if he was okay, but the cops had stated that they couldn't inform us due to privacy reasons. Pretty damn stupid, right? 
I don't think people understand what a blood-curdling scream sounds like until you really experience it for yourself. It has stuck with me, and it still makes my brain turn months later. I still have no idea if we saved the man's life or if he ended up dead, as the cops never told us anything further. And if I'm being honest, I don't even know if I can handle the answers. So yeah, whatever happened to that man... I truly hope that he survived and that he's okay to this day. If you ever hear anyone screaming, trust your gut. Call the cops. When I was 16 years old, I lived in a small town called Lynchburg, out in Ohio. It was the type of town where everyone knew everyone, and there wasn't much to do. Unlike kids nowadays who have all access to all the entertainment, we would spend our days outside, finding ways to pass the time. One night, feeling adventurous, I decided to sneak out with my boyfriend for a late night drive to a back road called Stoned Road. Now, Stoned Road was a popular spot for teenagers to go hang out. Everyone would park on the side of the road, hang out, smoke weed, and just generally chat. It was located in a remote area with woods on both sides, and it was known for its dark, curvy roads. There weren't any houses on this road, so it wasn't a place that was frequently traveled after hours. It was getting late, and I was ready to go home. As we were driving back to town, we went around a sharp curve, and we then saw something that sent shivers down our spines. On the right side of the road, in the middle of nowhere, there was a fire, and around 10 to 15 people with scary big masks were standing around it, dressed in all black. They were chanting something, but as soon as they saw us, they stopped dead in their tracks and stared back at us. Their heads followed us as we drove by, and it truly was a chilling experience. I told my boyfriend to step on the gas and get us the fuck out of there. We didn't see any other cars, and like I said, there weren't any houses around for miles. We were wondering how they got out there in the middle of nowhere, just wondering what they were doing. We were all discussing how freaky that whole situation was. We had actually debated whether to turn back and see if we could catch a glimpse of what they were doing. Eventually, I convinced my boyfriend to turn around and go back. Little did we know... It was a decision we would very soon regret. As we approached the spot where we saw the people in the masks, we noticed that they were nowhere to be seen. The fire was gone too. We were sure that we hadn't imagined it, but we couldn't explain how they had vanished into thin air. We drove a little further, thinking we had passed the spot, so we decided to turn back around. As we were discussing how crazy the whole thing was, my boyfriend suddenly slammed on the brakes. I looked ahead and I saw a person in a mask standing in the middle of the road. They had a large stick with a pointed edge with red stuff on it, and it was also smeared on their mask and all over him. He had his hands up, signaling us to stop. I then let out a very loud scream, and my boyfriend quickly drove away as the person hit my window and then screamed. We were in a state of pure shock, and we didn't know what to do. The others who were seen with the masked people were now nowhere to be seen. 
After a few more minutes of driving, we thought we had gotten away. But then two cars came speeding up behind us, honking their horns and flashing their bright lights. My boyfriend was going fast and we were all pretty scared, but we just wanted to get somewhere safe and get away from all these freaky people. Finally, we were coming into the town and we saw the cars behind us do a U-turn in the middle of the road and then went right back the way we had just came from. Needless to say, we didn't stop until we reached my house, ensuring no one followed us. We were all terrified, and we had no idea what we had witnessed or what the masked people were up to. It was very clear that they didn't want anyone to see whatever they were doing. I didn't get any sleep for the rest of that night, but I was so grateful that nothing else happened. We continued to the stoned road to smoke and hang out, but we made sure not to stay too late and to take the longer route, wanting to avoid going on that road as much as possible. To this day, I still can't explain what exactly we saw that night. All I know is that I'm glad we got away and that we never encountered those same people again. It's a lesson for all of us to be very careful and vigilant, especially when traveling on dark back roads in the middle of the night. You just never know what you might see or who you might encounter. People can be crazy, so stay safe out there. For some context, I live in a small suburb town outside of a mid-sized city in the Midwest. I live in the back of my neighborhood, so you have to take a few turns to get to my road, which is important for later on in the story. Across the road from my neighborhood is a road with a small gym, a few dollar stores, and a gas station. I also live with my parents, as I'm still in high school. One night, I needed some things from the store, so I went across the road to the dollar store. As I was pulling into the parking lot, a truck with one of the hoods on the bed that make it look like a van had pulled in next to me. It was very old and beat up looking. A taller man around 45 got out of the car with a girl around four years old. I started walking around the aisles browsing and looking for what I needed. I started to notice that every aisle I went into, he would follow me into as well with the little girl in the basket of the cart. He was constantly mumbling something under his breath and he would only speak loudly when I'm guessing his daughter would talk. He would then yell at her to shut up. I really felt bad because she was only a child and I didn't know why he was even yelling like that. I eventually went to check out of the store and he then followed me to the checkout. I don't remember what he bought but it wasn't a lot. He was at the register closer to the door to leave and I was the one next to him but farther away from the door. The whole time he was checking out he was just staring at me up and down still mumbling under his breath. I couldn't make out much, but I had heard something to the effect of, She's really beautiful. I don't like to let people get away with being so weird, so I stared right back at him, and I then mumbled, Yeah, you're a creep, under my breath, as I then walked past him and out the door. I got in my car and locked the doors before starting it. He soon came running out of the store, and he had left his cart in the parking lot. He didn't even buckle up his daughter before getting in the driver's seat. I just peeled the hell out of there and then hurried across the road to my neighborhood. 
The man was right on my tail the entire time, so I knew better than to go straight to my house. Instead of turning right, I went straight through my neighborhood and I took a left in the complete opposite direction of my house. I did about two laps around the block before then I knew for sure that he was following me. I kept circling around my neighborhood while calling my mom to tell her what was happening. My mom is a very scary woman and she stands up for her kids no matter what. Same with my dad. I told them both what was happening over the phone. They told me to drive home and that they would be outside waiting. I drove straight home and then hurried out of my car to be right in between both parents. No joke, they were standing in the driveway with their pistols. The man did a loop around my cul-de-sac before then speeding the hell out of the neighborhood. I haven't seen him since, and I don't even think he lives in my neighborhood. Unfortunately though, it was way too dark to see his license plate number so I was never able to get his official information. I'm glad I ended up being okay and getting away from whatever he had planned for me, but I still feel really bad for his poor kid. I really hope wherever she is that she's okay. I'm 30 years old now. It's really crazy how you haven't thought about something for almost 20 years. An old school friend and I had recently reconnected and he had brought this story up and it was like the floodgates opened and we sat there speaking about the events that had happened. Here it goes. It was a summer weekend in 2006. I'm from a small northeast town in the Midwest, so very Hallmark-like small. Everyone leaves their doors unlocked and most people greet you with a big smile and a wave. I was hanging out with my two friends who we'll call Will and Aaron. Our moms were very close, so we all ended up striking up a very close relationship. I was the youngest of us, with Aaron being only a year older and Will being a few years older. Where I lived was a neighborhood about two or three miles from the school and recreation center. We typically would hang out at the rec center on the weekends to either get into pool or cool off inside, if we didn't have passes that is. Our moms had left us at my house while they went out shopping. Honestly, it was a typical Saturday afternoon. So per usual, we decided to walk to the recreation center. Instead of the usual way through the woods in the neighborhood park, we decided to take the main road that went from outside my neighborhood and was a straight shot to the rec center. We all agreed that we could even stop at their houses as it was on this road and we could get water if we needed to. To put into perspective, I was a very small boy at the time, being 90 pounds, and my friend Aaron was slightly taller and bigger built, and his brother Will was also tall for his age and very thin. We started on our walk and had actually made it past their house. We were at least a mile or so away from where we were headed at this point, when we then saw an old F-150 with a piece of plywood covering the back window driving right past us very slowly. Not thinking anything of it since it's the main road, we kept walking and horsing around, shoving each other into trash cans and doing typical preteen boy stuff. That's when Will looked over his shoulder and looked back straight ahead and then said, So it looks like he's back. We all stopped walking and we turned around. 
He then pulled up right in front of us, blocking the sidewalk, and a man then asked us if we wanted to ride the rest of the way. Aaron immediately laughed and then said, No man, we're almost there, but thank you. The man who was at least in his 40s then opened his door and walked to the front of the truck at this point. We had started to get creeped out because he's now staring at us and he kept waving for us to walk to him. We walked behind the truck to get around and he then screamed, Boys, I'm going to need you to come with me right now. At this point, the silent treatment wasn't working. So us being dumb young kids turned and he had told us once again to get in his truck but we just flipped him off. Of course, this had enraged him, and he ran to the back of his truck. As soon as he reached his tailgate, we booked it, not wanting to find out what he was getting. As we were running, we didn't hear any engine or anything following us, so I had looked over my shoulder, and I then saw him running behind us. I then screamed to my friends that he was coming, and that he was running after us. We all then ran faster than we ever had before. We ran straight to the rec center and then booked it right outside of the gated pool. There was a hangout spot there with a lot of high schoolers, so we used that spot to hide and we crawled back there. Shaking and huffing, we watched the guy run right past the tree line as I then felt my pants get wet and I realized I was so scared that I peed. I fought back the tears and we came up with the idea to try and make a break for it through the woods. We knew those woods better than anyone, as we used the trails to get to each other's houses and to the back of the schools and rec center. We ran like our lives depended on it straight to my house and locked every door and window. We then ran downstairs into the basement. None of us had cell phones, only a house phone that I forgot to grab when I ran downstairs. So I started slowly making my way to the kitchen where the basement door was attached to, and our phone was right by the connected living room. As soon as I turned the corner, I saw him in my backyard. Walking around, I had snatched the phone, hoping he didn't see me, and I then called my mom. Yeah, I called my mom instead of 911. My mom told me to calm down and that they're right around the corner. As soon as we heard the garage door open and my friend's mom's voice, we ran straight to them, telling them all about the guy and what had happened. So they ended up not believing us, saying that we were making up stories. About a few months went by, and we never saw the man again. That is, until school started back up. I was a safety patrol crossing guard for the school, and I remember a friend of mine came running into the school crying saying that someone took a picture of them. Our assistant principal went straight outside to the area she was at, and one of the other crossing guards yelled that this guy was taking pictures of them, then pointing to an old beat-up F-150. The color in my face drained, as our assistant principal then told us to all go into the cafeteria. We did as we were asked, then we all went back into the building. There was a big announcement over the intercom, and it said for all of the students to stay inside until we get an all clear. A few of the teachers stayed with us, and we all heard sirens coming towards the school. It turns out, believe it or not, it was the same guy who had chased us during the summer, and he was apparently driving around the school taking pictures of children. The police and our principal were able to block him from leaving, and he was arrested. 
I honestly don't really know what happened after that. Neither me or my friends know what happened to the guy. But my friend told me that when the guy was caught, he heard that the man had two shovels, two by fours, tarps, and he also had a machete in his trunk. And on top of that, he had hundreds of pictures of children on his phone. Looking back, I really can't believe how close we all were to becoming missing children. And did the sick man who terrorized my classmates at school and chased me and my friends. I really hope you ended up in jail and that you're never able to hurt another child ever again. I used to work the night shift about 30 minutes away from where I lived. I went in at 8 p.m. and I left at 4 a.m. I had just finished my shift and I realized that I was low on gas. I always went to this gas station on my way out of town. I pulled up to a pump, got my card, and I went to start filling my gas. Well, after I had filled up, I went to go get a snack and some cigarettes. I never locked my car because, well, it was a small town and I wasn't super worried about it. I walked inside and browsed the chip aisle for a bit before choosing one and then went to the counter to check out. I noticed a couple of cars in the parking lot while paying. I thanked the cashier and then headed to my car. On my way out, an old man had stopped me. Ma'am? I turned around. Um, yes? Um... Sorry to bother you, but were you by any chance traveling with anyone? My heart sank. No, I didn't, I said. Well, let's go back inside for a second, the man said and then ushered me inside. He then pulled out his phone and dialed 911. I was shaking. I could have died. When the cops showed up, there was a guy that was hiding in my car, and he got out and started running but he didn't get very far. They then handcuffed him and then came to talk to me. I gave them everything I could, but I didn't really know much about the stranger that was hiding in the back seat of my car. As it turns out, he was a registered sex offender and he was also wanted for two counts of rape. I truly believe if that old man hadn't been there and had seen what he had seen and then told me, I myself could have been raped or killed. I want to give a big thank you to the old man that saved my life. I am forever in debt to you. Hey everyone, that's about it for today's stories. If you have your own story that you would like to send, you can send it in at southerncannibal.com or you can email it at southerncannibalstories at gmail.com. I look forward to telling your story. Have a good night or good day everyone. And remember, to always.